The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is another edition of Cowboys Storyline, but it seems a little bit more special this time. We are finally back in studio. I've been talking about it the entire time at Oxnard. I said, don't get used to this. Don't get used to the guests and all that stuff, even though we got some really good ones. And we took advantage of, of that that opportunity. We were able to go later in the day, had the guests rolling through. Uh, we ended it with with Zach Martin and then Dak in the, in the last two. The, the, that was great stuff. But But like I've said all along, this is a fan show. This will be a fan show. I'm going to be here just to, to drive the bus. Bus driver is okay. We, we like that term. That that's that's an okay term, uh, and and I don't mind doing it. Um, you know, especially for, for this show. But we're gonna. I need you. I need the fans to to, to call in. That's the one thing that that's going to be different. See that hints the storyline. That's part of it. That we we and the text line. Text line. Uh, on the phone lines, we need both of them. So let, let's go through the numbers right now. One eight 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 five five two two nine seven. I mean, be the first caller. Be the one. Call right now. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven. And we're gonna hit as many. We're not gonna do it. No offense to Derek. You know, we had a lot of people to talk about. A lot of people that, that needed to, to talk. By the way, what an awesome studio this is, right? I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm a little. I'm burying the lead here, four minutes in, to not talk about how beautiful this is. Um, and I kept getting updates all the time, saying, "Oh, this is looking great, it's looking great, way better than I even thought this place could look." Super, super job by this whole team to get it ready here when we come back. So, want to hear from you guys? 888-855-2297. Also on the text line, eight one seven two nine zero three two nine eight. You guys have been using that um, th- throughout um, training camp. So w- I want to be able to hear from you guys on the text line as well. Twitter, well, I'll, I'll get the, the questions there uh, also. So just whatever whatever form you can you can send them in, please do. Please do. And so we'll, let's get to it like we, like we always do, unless I have a caller. But, uh, but unless, like we always do, let's talk about the storylines. And they're not as good. As you as you would want them to be here after two preseason games, and that's always the the key. The key is always to make sure that you get uh, injury free if you if possible. And that did not happen, obviously, against uh, Seattle. Uh, Demarvian Overshone, rookie linebacker, uh, going to be out for the season with the torn ACL. Mike McCarthy will address this in a press conference here in about two hours. But uh, that that is the news. It, it's going to be that he is going to be out for the season. Um, John Stevens, rookie tight end, is having a great camp. Um, he's he's the, he was the hinder shot of this camp. Uh, maybe even better. Um, I actually like a little bit more productive catch wise. Really tall, almost. At times, I mean, they wanted to list him as a wide receiver. That's how versatile he is. That's how dynamic he he could be. Uh, And he still can. I mean, you know, ACL injuries, they happen. Unfortunately, they happen all the time. And this this team, this um, the Cowboys uh, athletic trainers do a great job of rehabbing players. And so it's early in the year. You know, obviously, you hadn't even started the, the season yet. So uh, I would imagine both those guys can get back for, for maybe some off-season workouts next year and, and be ready to go. Uh, uh, but, but a tough blow for both because, first of all, Overshone was going to have a big role, special teams, um, defense, uh, as far as, you know, probably nickel and dime. And then 
you know, John Stevens, who knows? Who knows where he would have kind of fit in, but I think he was he was definitely making the making the team and so it's unfortunate that that, that happened when it when it did. So um that's that's where, where we are there with, with those two guys. Um Matt Willetsko, second year uh offensive tackle. He suffered a right shoulder injury. He's had some issues with the left side. Now he's got right shoulder, which you don't know if that's better or worse. I mean, on one side, you'd like to say, well, at least it's not the same one. But then it's like, well, why are you having subluxations on your shoulders for both of them? So um, you, you wonder if that's something that is going to be a, a recurring thing. But it doesn't sound like from now, again, McCarthy will address this later, it doesn't sound like it will be a um, – a surgery situation for him. So that that's a good thing. Um so we'll we'll see what happens but he was he was right now in the lead for your swing tackle. That's that's an issue that they have right now is is, is swing tackle. Uh they got to figure out who's after the top 5, especially with Tyron Smith being one of them. You you never know how long he's going to stay healthy. Um you, you've got to have some other options there. So you you, you kind of wonder what the backups look like. That that is a, a situation that I I wonder um, just where they're going to be headed there. So that's the injury front that we know of now. Hopefully there's not more. Hopefully there's better news than that, but but it does sound like Overshone and, and Stevens are both going to be uh, out for the season and, and would need reconstructive surgery. Other storylines, I thought coming out of the game, I thought the, the, the biggest from a positive standpoint was that your backup skill position spots are getting locked up. I thought two receivers for sure made the team if there was any question. I don't think there's a question whether or not Jalen Tolbert makes the team, but I think what he did in the game probably shows that he's going to be on the field during the game. He's not going to just be inactive. I think he's going to be an active player on special teams that they will use. Um, I, I see him right now in a Cedric Wilson role from maybe a couple years ago where he was the fourth guy, fifth guy, Noah Brown type, but gets on the gets in the game, will play a lot. You know, this 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 West Coast type offense, a lot of receivers will play. They run a lot of routes, they're going sideline to sideline, they're going up the field. You're gonna need them all. And I think Jalen Tolbert solidified his spot there. I also think Cavante Turpin did as well. He was making the team, but I think that what it shows is that he's maybe a little bit more of a uh, more than just a returner. I think he's going to play some on offense. He had a couple of nice plays in the game. He Good bounce back game for Cavante Turpin for sure there. So those two spots. Now running back, Deuce, he's on the team. Deuce is definitely on the team here. But um, I think where? Second second running back? Third? Rico Dowdle made sure that, that, you know, don't forget about me. I thought he he played really well. Malik Davis ran the ball well. Um, something's going to have to give there at the running back spot. And then you still have Ronald Jones, who's going to be suspended for the first two games. So they really don't have to do anything with Ronald Jones uh, right now. I think he, he once the cutdown day happens uh, in a couple of weeks, it's probably even about 10 days from now, uh, when the cut cuts happen down to 53, Ronald Jones would move to a, a suspension list. There's going to be a bunch of lists. There's, there's there's all kinds of lists there, injury lists, and, and um, you know, whether it be IR, whether it be uh, NFI, whether um, all, all kinds of lists. He, he will be on one of those. Uh, he'll be on the suspension list there. So they really don't have to do anything with Ronald Jones. He'll just kind of be there. Now, week three, if Daddle's playing well, Deuce is doing his thing, and Pollard's doing his thing, then they got a decision to make there. But 
always seem, it always seems to kind of work itself out. And I think that it will happen there. So I thought Dowdle and Deuce solidified some spots. That could be up in the air for, for Rico Dowdle, but I think he did enough to, to stay there, stay on the team, Tolbert and also Turpin. So that's, that's basically your, your skill positions. Now the only thing that's really up in the air is what do they do at quarterback? Are they going to keep three quarterbacks this year? I, I understand the new rule. You still got to keep three to make it happen. You have to have three on the roster, and that's not something this team has done a lot of. Though they did to finish the year last year, they did have Will Greer on, on the roster for most of the time. So I could see that happening. Um, and then tight ends a little up in the air now too. But Sean McEwen, I mean, Sean McEwen, I think, is a guy that they would always want to put on the team. He's going to be on the team. So um, I, I, I see them keeping four tight ends, uh, especially with Stevens now uh, likely to go to IR. So you got Schoonmaker, Ferguson, Hendershot, and then Sean McEwen. Um, maybe Fant, Isaiah Fant, can can work himself in there. I mean, he's kind of has that H-back role. He might be the guy that could that could push McEwen uh, there, but I don't I don't know. I, I think Sean McEwen does so many things. Nothing that's wowing that you're like, oh, we got to have him. But it's the dirty work stuff that's kept him on the roster, and and those are the things that this coaching staff really, really loves, plus special teams as well. Um, all right, got some questions here. Um, got, uh, again, waiting for the calls here. We got a call. Actually, let's go to one. Let's go to, to the call right now because that's what this show is about. So I want to know who the first call is. Let's go, let's go right to it. Let's go to the call. It's Mike in Apopka, Florida. Go ahead, Mike. Mike from Apopka, Florida, you're the man. You're the you're the guy that should have been the first caller. I'm so happy that it's you. So, Mike, what's up? Hey, Nick. I just want to call. Congratulations, man. I, you know, I've been with you since Tuesday night at the ranch. Yep. You know, you, you uh, inspiration truly. You've done a great job and deserve everything you got coming to you. Thank you, thank you, um, Mike. I mean that you you you're one of the old OGs. So there, there's no there's no doubt that you should have been the caller. I'm glad that it's you. What's up? Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Question, you know, this year the offseason, the front office brought in some veterans, maybe a little different than in the past that, you know, had a proven track record that have won Super Bowls like Gilmore and Cooks. Do you think that is is going to impact the locker room enough to make a difference to really put these guys over the hump? Because in the years past, I'm not sure if they had got on the roster to help these guys along when these when these yep. big time playoff teams came along. Yep. Uh, thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate that. Good question, and I I, I agree. It, it's got to be the right veteran, not just a veteran who's who's been in the league and is a good player still. It's got to be a guy that is a good player, he's been in the league, and he's comfortable with himself and his role to share it with others. And I say that because when we interviewed Deron Bland, he said that Stephon Gilmore has helped him, and so did Trayvon Diggs. He's helped him in a lot of ways. So not only are you getting a good corner, but you're getting a guy that can help Diggs and Deron Bland. We all know what Brandon Cooks is doing for Jalen Tolbert. Uh, that that alone, so it's more than just one player that you're getting in. You're getting guys that, that are saying, hey, I'm going to come in here, I'm going to help um, this whole room, this whole receiver room, the whole cornerback room. And so if you're getting more than just one guy, that that alone is and, and, and what that does is is then the other veterans see that and go, man, this guy's new. Brandon Cooks is new, but he's also a leader. I've been here five years. I should be a leader. I'm not talking about anyone specifically. I'm just saying 
I think veterans see that and go, wow, he's a captain or he's a leader. Um, I can be like that too. So that's that's important. I think um, that that alone right there is probably uh, one of the biggest things that they've done. And and also let's remember last year Jason Peters did that as well when they they brought him in. He helped Terrence Steele probably more than than he just helped being on the team. And there were some times where they helped him. Um, and I know his name has come up a little bit here lately, and we'll see if that's that's something you know the Cowboys would, would want to do. I know I know sometimes the flip side on guys like that is if they're progress stoppers, and a progress stopper obviously would be somebody that just wouldn't be helping these young guys or plays, and 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 the other guys are just have have no no room to grow. But like you could say that Brandon Cooks was was a progress stopper to Jalen Tolbert, except for he's taking him under his wing and he's saying, "Hey, you're the guy." We we can do this together, and I think I think now you got two really good players instead of one. Let's go back to the phone line again. Anthony from Seattle, man, you, you we we left you there. We left you in Seattle. What's up? You did, man, but you know what? It's all good. <laughs> I, I had a good time. I finally got a chance to meet you guys, man. I specifically met you, but I, I just want to tell you again, Nick, man. Appreciate the work. Yeah. Um, because of the work y'all do on the podcast, man, it gives us an opportunity for those that are out of network to be able to keep up with the team. So were you were you on the front row? You guys do. I was. Yeah, that's right. I did. I did get to talk, talk to you. What did you see? How was the How was the view? And, and what what caught your eye? Man, the the view was great. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I saw on the opposite end of the field, man, that really blew me away was I was devastated. I was almost ready to go when I saw it, but when I saw Demo go down. I, I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken. And then I saw when I saw the cart come down the sideline, it, it was devastating. Uh, but other than that, some of the biggest things, you know, Jalen, uh, Tolbert, you know, continuing to shine in preseason, not just being an, an Oxnard, all Oxnard, um, just continuing, you know, see him step up. And then I'm not surprised by Deuce anymore. And I think, I think they should have just put him on the bench and just, hey, man, can we bubble wrap this guy? We don't need the league to see any more of what he's doing, man, because this guy is going to be amazing for this football team. Yeah. So, you know, those are those are some of the things that I've seen, man. But okay. I, I, I wanted to ask you, Nick, with, with DeMarion's injury, who do you think – I mean, obviously it's going to be difficult to replace that man, but – who do you think could step in and make and make an impact or kind of serve in kind of the role that he was doing, just kind of just all over the place? You know, I kind of thought about Marquise Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, I know DQ always got things up his sleeves, but I, I wanted to, to ask you, who, who do you think you could see uh, serving in that role, man? I'm going to hang up, and right. I appreciate you taking my call. Yeah, good to hear from you, Anthony. Uh, uh, good stuff. Yeah, I did. I did get a chance to to, to meet him there on on the sideline. Um, great stuff. Probably going to be a little quicker. That that's one thing we got to you know pace. Pacing is big in this West Coast offense. Same with storyline. Got to go pace, pace. But you had a lot of a lot to say. I uh, love it. I love the the, the stuff. I'm, what I was trying to do is also find. We got some good text line questions on that. So I was going to try to piggyback. At an eight one seven text message said this didn't didn't have his name. Also another from seven zero three uh, asking about. Do you think Jabril Cox? Do you think uh, Marquise Bell? So kind of what Anthony said in the caller. Those two guys could they could they have that role? And and that's Marquise Bell is is interesting there because he. 
he has that safety position. He made 10 tackles the first game. Uh, he was pretty active in the second game as well. Uh, Wanye Thomas is trying to, to kind of have that role. He seems like more of a safety. But man, he was definitely hitting. Um, it was a little too much talking. That's that's an unfortunate penalty. But but I think I do think it'll be a combination of those guys. And don't forget too. Uh, McQuamu, Israel McQuamu in the playoff game against Tampa, you know, he had a role where he was playing the center of the field and, and kind of like a linebacker. It, it, I hate to say this, but it's true. I think, I think it confused Tom Brady to think, yeah, McQuamu, his presence confused Tom Brady, but it did. I mean, he had like three pass deflections, just that length there in the center of the field is not something that, that Tampa Bay was ready for. So it's going to be things like that probably every week. Um, it's tough for Overshaw. I mean, that is a big, uh, big blow. But I just I don't think that it's something that they they can't overcome. Um, but definitely those two guys right there that that would be an, an issue. And going back to the injury though on Overshaw, uh, yeah, when we saw the cart, I remember I remember being told I was doing the sideline reporting for the game, and I was told, hey, he's he's going he's going in on the cart. It could be precautionary. It's preseason. You never know. And I was like, okay. So I was optimistic. And I looked at one of the trainers that came out. And he just kind of looked up at the scoreboard. And he had this look on his face. And I said, that doesn't look good to me. That maybe there's more to it. And obviously, uh, there was. All right. We're going to take our only break. Uh, I'm used to hearing first break, second break. We're taking our break on this show really quick. We'll be right back with some more questions and calls on Cowboy Storyline. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app. Only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Hey Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh tasting, ready to serve guacamole for your home gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero Guacamole. Back to Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back to Cowboys Storyline. And 
man, this thing's moving fast. I mean, like this is the I, I said thirty minute show because I was like, it's just me up here. I need thirty minutes. I mean, this thing is flying by. I'm, I'm like in the final few minutes here. So that being said, I'm gonna go back to the the phone lines here. Got another caller, Bob from Nashville. Bob, what's up? Hey Nick, hey, great show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, r- real quick, I understand John Stevens. I really like the guy. I thought he had a big upside. But what do you does that open the door for maybe Hunter Lipke to make the team? Considering, I mean. Mike McCarthy likes pullbacks, yeah. and rather than keeping an extra tight end, we might that might open a spot up for him. Um, I just want to ask that question. Uh, thanks, and uh, I'll, I'll wait for your answer. All right, thank you. Um, I got an e- I got an email here from uh, a text from Ryan from Ryan from North Carolina, also saying Hunter Lipke could be a guy that that could make it through. Maybe it's going to be hard to make it through the practice squad. So both you guys are talking about him. Um, I, I know that that Mike McCarthy likes. He's used a fullback in the past, you know, but again, it's got to be the right one, you know, and um, I think, uh, I don't know, first name, I know it was Kuhn uh, for, for the Packers, but, you know, it's not just, it hasn't had one all the time here. And so I, I think it's just got to work in the system. Um, I, you know, I would think Isaiah Fant is also a, a, a player to, to mention on this, and, and so is McEwen. I mean, they, they play that same type of role. Um, I thought we would see a little bit more out of Hunter Lipke. We didn't. He, he you know, he had, a, he had a couple of carries, um, nothing too spectacular. Of course, he's playing behind third-team line. I mean, the first-team line in the game had some issues, too, so you know the third-team line will. But, um, you know, I, I definitely think that it, it's a situation where um, – they, if he fits the role that you want to keep him, I'm thinking practice squad for Hunter Lipke at this point would be the best, best option for him. I, I mean, people asking, will he make it through waivers? He made it through the draft, and no one signed him, and he hasn't done anything in two games. I wouldn't think that you would be like, oh, we got to have this guy on your team. So every year we always say, there's no way, there's no way these guys make it to the practice squad, and they do. So. um I would think he he probably would. All right, let's go back to the phone calls here. Who we got? Joe Abilene. What's up? What's up, brother? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Good. I'm actually from Stanford. I think you might know a couple of people from Stanford. I know. I know a few people from Stanford. My wife is from Stanford. I know. I would say half the town. I mean, with some way, I would probably either know or met them. What was going on? Oh, not I actually I went to high school with Julie. I didn't want to just out and out and say unless you were going to say something. <laughs> That's but. okay. That's okay. What's up? Uh, well, I, I wanted to talk about our linebackers. Do you think? Uh, do you think uh, 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 that Cox and Harper are both going to make it now that we've lost uh, Obershone? Yeah, I do. Thanks, uh, Joe. Thanks for the call and go Bulldogs over there in Stanford. Uh, I do think that Jabril Cox will was going to make it, and Devin Harper. See, Devin Harper's such a special teams guy. I think that that he would definitely make it for sure. Now, um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think numbers. Why you got Layton? You got you got Demone Clark. I don't even want to call Mike a linebacker anymore. I mean, I really don't even see that happening. Um, but Harper and, and Cox, you might have to get a veteran in here, but I, I think that they probably will. So I think those two guys are safe. Harper, this probably helps him. If he was ever on the bubble, this might help him a little bit there. All right. Uh, let's go to some more questions here. I got uh, Cody from Springfield, Missouri. Big fan of the show. Uh, he says, was Cooper Rush issues an O-line issue, or did he just have an off day? Hmm. Thought Cooper Rush was 
not bad actually i'm i'm sorry i mean i was maybe i didn't get the best view and sometimes when you're down there on the field you you don't get the best view um thought he moved the ball pretty well again i i could be totally missing something here i i didn't think i mean yeah let's, let's just call it like it is i mean the offensive line these guys are your backups and they're going against starters uh for for seattle so that is a challenge in itself seattle was a team that was pretty good last year their ones are going to be better than the Cowboys' backup offensive linemen. So, yeah, I'm going to say that that it was any of the issues, but I thought Cooper Rush did a pretty good job. He stood in there and made some throws and, you know, f- found the checks, found Rico Dattle in the, in the flat. I mean, it was a good call. I think for the most part, it was pretty good. I thought he did he did a, a nice job. Will Greer, I thought, played Pretty well too. The interception was was not obviously his best play, but um, you know he's he's running around a little bit trying to trying to make plays, and he definitely has some some athletic ability uh, to him. Um, let's see, do we have another, any callers? I think we're good right now. Clear clear line. All right, let's go. Uncle Jay from East Texas. He, said he thought Isaiah Land uh, hasn't gotten enough discussion. His chances of making the roster or what? Because uh, his play is so unique. Talking about Isaiah Land, the pass rusher from Florida A&M, uh, he's had some moments where where he does he does flash a little bit. Um, making the team is gonna is just gonna be tough because when you think about every everybody that they have, um, something's got to give, and, and and it might. I mean, but I I look at Sam Williams and Dante Fowler, and I I wouldn't make a change there. I wouldn't do anything different with those guys. I, I they would be on my team. So um, I just think the depth of, of pass rusher is so good. And then you've got uh, Fajoko, a fourth-round pick, who's kind of a tweener there between tackle and, and um, end. Uh, Chauncey Golston, now now you're looking at some more tackles. There's just so many guys there, and, and, and these are just more. These Everybody I'm naming is the backups. So that's why I, I don't know where Isaiah Land actually fits. Um, as I mentioned about Hunter Lipke before, I – I think you could get him on the practice squad. Isaiah Lance, same thing. I'm not trying to be a hypocrite here. He wasn't drafted either. But pass rushers have a little bit more value than a fullback. And if he's if he's shown anything, which he has, that the scouts are watching this tape and all that, he might be someone a little bit tougher to get through. So we'll see. We'll we'll we'll, we'll see about Isaiah Land making it. I think that's going to be. Um, a, a challenge for him to make the team, but I, I think he he certainly could. All right, I gotta get I gotta get one. I see Little Rock, Arkansas, so you know, you know I'm gonna find uh, that one. This is a uh, Brent Philpot from Little Rock. He says uh, his question is: If the rookies get hurt in the preseason, are they out for the season? Do they still get paid? Um, they do. They they have what they call a split contract there. So uh, when you go to IR as a rookie. Uh, it's it's basically um, a split unless your contract is guaranteed uh, for overshown. Third, see, third round picks are different. Uh, very, it's kind of a complicated thing. If you've noticed the last few years, third round picks are always the last ones to sign. I think this year they got through that without any issues. But in the past, it's always there's something about this offset language which would come into play with injuries. So. Uh, don't hold me to that exactly on what it is with with Overshone. Um, usually, though, with a guy like Stevens, he'll probably get like he don't he would probably have a like a split contract is what he is. But there are there once you go to IR, if you get moved to injured reserve 
here at, during the, the cuts. It'll happen when, when they cut the roster down next week. Then he's on injury reserve for the, for the entire year. Now, they obviously do have the spots of IR to return. I, it hasn't happened yet since I've been covering the team. A guy come back from, from ACL. I want to say maybe J.J. Watt or somebody did that for another team. But um, I, I don't know. I don't think that would happen this year. I think you'd probably be on injury reserve uh, for the entire season. So, all right. Um, let's get one more question here before we, we, we leave here. Uh, this is from the text line from the 970. I'm sorry, Derek. is Derek from Colorado. Is He puts his name. I appreciate that, too. I mean, you send in these texts. If you can put your name in there, that would be real helpful. I'd like to give you a shout-out on the air. All right. Was anyone disappointed in Eric Scott's play? I don't like what I've seen. Um, I didn't like what I've seen because for the most part, he's been pretty, pretty good. Now, Hey, Drew Locke, it was, it was a great throw. Uh, Jackson Smith and and Jigba beat him, which would, you would expect. Um, great. But, but Scott did kind of have kind of looked lost in in the process of doing that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, if anyone thought Eric Scott could come right in and go, Oh, well, he's got this guy and he'll cover him like a glove and all that. He did some nice things on, on Tyler Lockett. Uh, earlier in the game as well. So I, I like Eric Scott. I, I really do. I, I think he's going to be a good player. He he might be a guy who makes the team and is inactive most of the time. It wouldn't surprise me if that's the case. But I, I they they really saw something in him. If he wasn't picked in the sixth round, who knows if he would have been picked at all. But they they had a really, really strong evaluation of him. And and I think he's done a pretty good job. And if you've talked to him a little bit, like like I got a chance to kind of to chat with him just for a little bit, I like his demeanor. I like him. I think he's he's got he's got it figured out. Smart kid. He's gonna be he's gonna be a good good player. I really do. So I wouldn't be too worried about him. If 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 he has to go and play uh, against first round draft picks and stuff right now, he's probably not ready for that. And and but I think he'll learn. He'll get better. And as we talked about before, in one of the callers. I do think that just having Gilmore and Bland and Diggs in the room ahead of him, I think that's going to help him, and I think he'll get better. Or not to mention, you know, Al Harris is pretty pretty good coach. He, he's played a few snaps in in the league as well. So, all right, I think that's going to do it. That's uh, that was the fastest thirty minutes in the history of life right there. So uh, uh, great stuff. I uh, was hoping to get more questions in or more, more calls that, that might just be the the number on, on how many it's going to be. Hopefully we can get maybe five a show would be great. So uh, make sure and do that. We'll be back uh, Wednesday. Uh, right now we're in every other day mode, still in training camp mode uh, until we get to the season. And then it will be every day. And my time slot's going to be, uh, move to the mornings when we get to regular season. But right now it is two o'clock central. It'll be Monday, Wednesday, and Friday until we get to the regular season. We kind of ramp this thing up because uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun ride, and I can't wait to do it with you guys here. Story Cowboys storyline. So that wraps up the first show here from the Star. We will see you back on Wednesday. See ya. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?